Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're learning about laughter. That's something I'm really good at. Ha, 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 ha. What more could there be to know about it? (laughs) Well, there's questions like, where does laughter come from? And believe it or not, the answer involves a lot of tickling. I expect we'll all be giggling uncontrollably right after this. Before we get to the rest of this episode, we just want to remind everyone that if you want a birthday shout out on this show, all you need to do is support Tumble at the $5 level or higher. Patrons get all sorts of cool extras like bonus interview segments, merch, and ad-free access to our show. Just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast to support. And now, on to the show! Marina Davila Ross is a scientist who, like a lot of us, loves animals and laughter. So I always wanted to study where the great apes laugh. Great apes? Why did she want to study them? And, and why does everybody leave out the small apes? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a fun whim. Marina studies animal and human behavior. I'm interested in communication with a very special interest in laughter and smiles. Oh, that sounds so nice. But why great apes? And do they laugh? We knew that laughter occurs very early in human development. And we knew that great apes, they produce vocalizations when they're being tickled. Great apes are our closest non-human relatives. Chimpanzees, bonobos, gorillas, orangutans. Think of them as our very distant cousins. Like a thousandth cousins, thousand times removed? Something like that. And by studying our distant relatives, Marina thought she could find a clue into our evolutionary past. Like, why we laugh in the first place. Well, that's interesting. So how do you figure out if apes laugh? And how do you get them to laugh? By tickling them, of course. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. I was thinking maybe, like, good knock-knock jokes would get them going. (laughs) No, tickling was much more of a direct route. Because Marina told me about the first time she ever saw an ape appear to be laughing. She was at a zoo, and she saw a teenage gorilla basically asking his favorite zookeeper to tickle him. And he came very close to the zookeeper and presented his shoulders, his head to be tickled. The zookeeper started tickling him, and the gorilla started to make all these funny noises. Marina couldn't help but laugh, too. It was triggering laughter in me and smiles in me. Well, that sounds amazing. I wish I could have seen that. Here's a recording Marina shared with us. Huh, so it's like, uh, I guess that's breathing? (laughs) Sounds kind of like, you know, you're you're catching your breath because you can't find your asthma inhaler. (laughs) It doesn't sound like a human laugh, for sure. Let's hear it one more time. Even though the laugh didn't sound the same, the gorilla's behavior was just like a kid being tickled. I remember how astonished I was and how similar the gorilla behaved to humans and and also that he was wanting to be tickled more. 
It's sort of like when babies and toddlers just want to keep being tickled. They'll like lie around just waiting for you to do it. <laughs> Holding up their little tiny feet saying, tickle me. Exactly. The thing is, humans usually end up yelling stop after about three minutes. The gorilla didn't want the zookeeper to stop. Ever. I think he was tickling the gorilla for about 40 minutes altogether. I don't know if I could handle being tickled for 40 minutes or like have the endurance to tickle someone for that long. They must have some super strong fingers. <laughs> the gorilla was into it and apparently the zookeeper was up to the task. And beyond that, Marina could see something else going on. I could see like the facial expression, this very playful interaction between the zookeeper and the gorilla. And it's just really very human-like. Well, it sounded like the gorilla was having a really good time. And it seems like he must have been laughing. Marina thought so too. I felt that this is laughter. But Marina is a scientist. So, of course, she had questions. Are these vocalizations, these sounds that great apes produce when they are being tickled, are these actually laugh vocalizations? What does she mean by that? She wanted to know whether the noises the apes were making were actually laughter and not just noises they happen to make while being tickled for some reason. We see all kinds of play vocalizations in animals. That doesn't mean they are laughter. That doesn't mean that they have the same evolutionary origin as human laughter. So Marina decided to do her own experiment to see if there was an evolutionary connection between human and great ape laughter. And how did she go about doing that? Well, the first step was to get some recording equipment and some expert ticklers to compare apes and babies. I asked zookeepers if they could tickle the great apes they worked with, and I asked mothers if they could tickle their human baby infants. <laughs> Where'd they keep the sign-up sheet? Because, like, I tickle kids. You want me to tickle somebody? I'm there. I'll tickle. Not even for scientific reasons, <laughs> just for fun. Just what, what? You, you need somebody tickled in here? I'm your guy. So we had laugh recordings from human infants, and we had these sounds from great apes. That would make a great album, the sounds of babies and apes. Right? <laughs> so can we hear some of these recordings? Absolutely. Here's a chimp. <laughs> an orangutan. <laughs> and a bonobo. And for comparison, here's a little human we know well being tickled. <laughs> I was the one doing the tickling in this case. <laughs> so I assume Marina spent a while basking in the delightfulness of these recordings. But, but then what happened? Well, the next step was to find a way to see the similarities and differences between the ape and baby laughs beyond how they just sound to the ear. And then we examine if these behaviors have the same evolutionary relationships. So how'd she do that? So Marina started with a family tree. Like the kind we make to show how we're related to our parents, our cousins, and our grandparents? Exactly. But this science family tree uses genes, the information coded into cells, to show how species are related to each other, 
That's how we know we're related to great apes from way, way, way back in our evolutionary history. I remember we talked about that type of family tree in our episode, Who Are Owls? But Marina just had recordings, not genes, right? Right. So Marina plugged the sounds she collected into a computer program. It transformed the recordings into data and then built its own tree, which showed the relationships between the apes and the babies being tickled. So it was like a family tree made from laugh sounds? Yes. Then she put the two trees together. And then see whether we see the same tree structure. Well, that's so cool. So she was using her sound tree to trace over the genetic family tree and then to see if they matched. And if it matches it, it's a strong indicator that these behaviors are genetically grounded. In other words, it means that not only do great apes actually laugh, but that our ancestors millions of years ago were laughing too. And that blows my mind that she can do this. So was it a match? It was. Wow, amazing. So our super ancient ancestors were laughing. I wonder what kind of jokes they told each other. Was it like, hey, grud, grud, what did Og say to Thag? <laughs> Grunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Marina's study showed that human laughter has been around a long time, perhaps as far back as 16 million years when our last common ancestor of humans and great apes existed. Wow. So Marina's study, it's like a microphone into the past. Totally. It also shows how we're still connected to great apes. Laughter is something we have in common. And that made Marina even more curious about laughter. So after we have found that laughter has a frequent basis that great apes produce laughter, we were interested in the function of laughter. In other words, she's wondering, why do we laugh? It's a really interesting question. It, it just feels so natural for us to do. Like, you get tickled and you laugh. And I can't imagine life without it. Me either. So Marina kept on observing great apes and studying the way that they use laughter together. They laugh in social, playful interactions with individuals that they know really well, um, that they have played with perhaps all of their lives. Great apes like to keep their laughter in play within their group. They won't just laugh with any old ape outside their groups. So all great ape jokes are like inside jokes. Like apes outside the group will just never get it because they weren't there, and you had to be there. You had to be there. <laughs> and also, apes tickle each other within their families. So every now and then, one sees a chimpanzee mother, for instance, tickling her infant on the belly, and the infant is laughing. Oh, that's, that's too cute. So great apes really do tickle their babies, just like we do. Yes, but while our similarities with apes turned Marina on to studying laughter, she also noticed that there were differences. There is a big difference in how we socially interact, and laughter probably played an important role in the development of human social interactions. She found that humans use laughter in many different ways that are not just all about fun. Sometimes we laugh because we're nervous. When two people are talking and then they stop talking and maybe there's a nervous laughter or polite laughter. 
Humans also laugh to make fun of each other, which isn't fun or nice. <laughs> or when we've done something evil and just revealed our plan to the protagonist of the story. <laughs> Basically, laughter is a big part of how we communicate, and it's evolved with us in our own human history. It's so cool how tickling apes helps us see that. Yes, and it proves once again that curiosity leads scientists to some amazing discoveries. It's just really important to study things that you are interested in, passionate about. I very much like being a scientist. I can ask myself all kinds of questions and try to answer these. Yeah, I mean, I think just asking and answering questions for a living sounds like a great job. Yeah, and if Marina ever wants a new job, she's developed some very special skills. Would you say that you're a professional tickler at this point? I'm a very good tickler, I think. <laughs> How many different ways do you laugh? You can be a laughter scientist by making observations about the laughter you hear around you. When you laugh or when you hear someone else laugh, why are they laughing and how? Make a mental list of all the different laugh behaviors you see and hear, and what questions do you have about them? We would love to hear your questions about laughter. Send them to us at tumblepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks today to Dr. Marina Davila-Ross, reader in comparative psychology at the University of Portsmouth. She also provided the ape audio used in the story, human audio courtesy of Jamie Escamilla. To learn more about the science of laughter, listen to our bonus interview episode with Marina. It's available to patrons who pledge just $1 a month or more on patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Sarah Lentz made the artwork and is our head of partnerships. Casey Georgie wrote this show. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I edited this show. Eric Kuhn is our engineer and mixer. Ben Watson did all the scoring for this episode. And I'm Marshall Escamilla. Tumble is a production of Tumble Media. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for more stories of science discovery. Thanks so much for listening to that episode. Now it's time for some birthday shout-outs. Eliora Saltz, Ema and Papa love your beautiful spirit, and happy birthday on October 17th. Isaac Kennedy, keep up your curiosity and your passion for history and science forever, and happy birthday on October 19th. Noah Marawi, happy birthday on October 19th as well. Your mom is so proud of her future scientist. Owen, keep being curious, and happy birthday also on October 19th. Reed, mom and dad love you, and happy birthday on October 22nd. Dana, your mom and dad love you too, and happy birthday on October 23rd. Riley, happy birthday to our favorite science girl from mommy, daddy, Brecken, and buddy on October 26th. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. To get a birthday shout out of your own like these fine folks, just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast and support us the $5 level or higher. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. And join us next time for more stories of science discovery and more birthday shoutouts.